welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Braditich. We are nothing but professionals here. Um, every every time we do this, everything is working as intended. Um, the same way every time. The same too. way. If there's one thing that this podcast is known for, it's consistency and uh-huh. professionalism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Unequivocally. Uh, we, are, we are recording this live, much as we did last week. Uh, unfortunately, we are recording this after the sun has gone down, not before the sun has come up like we did last week. Yes. So it's going to be a different energy than last time. Yes. There's never going to be a, a, there's never going to be a daytime recording. It'll be sundown or sun up. <laughs> We're quite vampiric in that way. Yeah. Much like everything else these days. Yes. Uh, Jeremy, what are you what are you up to over there? Are you are you cracking open the, the neon wine bottle? I am gonna I am gonna pour me some wine while I do this podcast. Uh, feel free also to have some feel free also to pour me some wine while <laughs> while you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, right. I uh Jeremy, I don't know if you uh if you experience this, but I know many people in my family and my close circles, they, they'll say, oh, I've had a glass of red wine tonight. I want to go to bed immediately. I just want to sleep. Mm, see, what I th- think after I have a glass of red wine is that I want to have another glass of red wine. So uh, what I wanted to ask you is after your rapid aging process last week at the hands of Fortnite, are this you is where at it comes the whims? To. Pardon? This is just where it ends. I just, I just drink more wine more frequently. You just drink more so your aging has advanced your alcoholism, I see. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's um, Jeremy. It's been a day. Like I was telling you some of this last night, and I realized that I just needed to talk about it on the podcast as well. I just need to say this situation out loud. So a couple of days ago, we found a trail of ants in the kitchen, and found where they were going to, and they were going to. We've got this electric stovetop, right? Uh-huh. And so the stovetop has coils for the elements for the stovetops. And that there's holes underneath them that go through into the cavity where the grill is. Like, the you know, you grill some toast or cheese or whatever. Yeah. We don't use it. Yeah, The, the grill cavity. Metal, exactly. And there's a metal covering that goes on top of the grill element. So if you drop anything down through the stove, it doesn't land on the lower grill element and then cook on it. So there's this metal little shield. Yes. So the ants had found all the all the crumbs and stuff that we'd left on that little grill cover, mm-hmm. and they were having a field day. So I took the whole grill cover out. It's this big, annoying, silly piece of metal, and I put it out on the grass in front of our house. We're just in a unit. There's a driveway right next to it. I put it out on the grass, and then I leave it there because I couldn't be bothered bringing it in. I needed to clean it properly. Sam and I order... DoorDash last night, Sam's birthday. Going to order something nice and from a new restaurant that we hadn't done before. Uh, and my driver, instead of doing what literally every driver has done before, either walking down the driveway or driving down the driveway and then getting out of the car mm-hmm. and walking to the door across the grass, the, the, the driver decides to bring his car in the extra meter closer to my house yeah. So that when I open my door to pick up the food, he's like literally like I could touch him. He's like right there. Yeah. And 
and I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> He's like, oh, thanks very much. I'll see you later. I'm like, uh, cool. And he not clearly just didn't want to get out of his car. And so he pulled up as close as he could and like plopped our food by the door. Yeah. And then the bugger drove over this very specific piece of metal with his hatchback car and fucked off. And I thought, oh, that metal's pretty sturdy. Hopefully it's fine. And Sam went and checked it an hour later after we ate and was like, it is so not fine. (laughs) It was like, instead of just being this like flat surface, it was like a bowl. It was was very bad. So today, uh, the ants made it into the pantry, made it into my bag of chips that I opened last night. Very upset about that. They had to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I spent about an hour reshaping this piece of metal for... A bit, and then when my neighbor came home, who was much handier at everything, he was like, "Do you want a hand?" Because <laughs> I'm looking at what you're working with. Because I had like two, two. I had a vice, a little, a little <laughs> like jeweler's vice, <laughs> and two plastic clamps. You, and I was working this thing what poorly. You, what you need, Kerry? Now I don't yeah. know. I genuinely don't know where you would get one of these. But what sounded like what you needed was an anvil. <laughs> this vice was partially an anvil. I could have used it a bit like that. But it was quite small, and this piece of metal was quite large. Right, right. So, you know, pretty soon you're just you're banging into the vice itself, and it's not particularly... Anyway, it's, it's been a really weird day. And mm. then I had someone who's coming to pick something up from my house between 9 and 1, and they came at 5.30. As, as they do. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? Good day. Yeah, you know, at work. Now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Love to work 12-hour days. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really. No, but I mean, as in I did, you know, I was, I'm at work for eight hours, a little bit longer. Oh, and... Come home and do this. Yeah, but this you're work. not getting paid for. Sure, so. sure aren't. <laughs> this <laughs> I am paying to do. <laughs> this costs me money. We better make it worth it then. Uh... Sam says uh, their brother has two anvils. Right. So that's where you get an anvil if you want. If you want one, you just go. Go to Sam's pay brother. A, Sam's brother a visit. Um, we're going to stop talking about anvils and ants and talk about video games instead, because that's what we're actually here for. Uh, if you weren't aware, this is the Minimap Cast. We talk Episode about video games every week. Episode one eleven. One eleven. It's pretty cool. I I, said, I wrote that. I said that before. But I didn't realize how cool it is. It's just the the one one one. The it's palindromic. It's that's mostly it. That's about it. Three ones. Three yep. ones. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> uh, you can find all other one hundred and ten episodes of this show, and a couple of odd bonus ones, as well as our mini disc game club episodes and our other podcast, The Pecking Order, which is our pop culture kissability ranking podcast, on minimap.com.au. Because we're in Australia. That is the URL. Yes, minimap.com.au. Sure I figured it is. I re-remembered it. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a number of things you could do. You could rate this show positively on whatever platform you get this show. If you're watching it on YouTube, if you're listening to it on a podcast service, whatever podcast service you use, if you give it a, a plus or a heart or a tick or a thumb up, whatever it is. Uh, you can also find us on the social medias, as they are called, uh, such as Twitch, where we are live right now, twitch.tv slash minimapau. We're also on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, all at MinimapAU. Uh, if you wanted to support us monetarily, you could do so at patreon.com slash minimapau. 
Uh, that's where you can choose to support us monetarily, uh, if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, aside from that, one last thing is just we wanted to thank Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv music from their YouTube channel as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, my you you went a little pixelated for me, which made me think maybe my internet was going. Is everything going okay on, on your end for us? Seems fine to me. Okay, great. Excellent. Jeremy, tell me about Neon White. This is a game we brought up last week in our E3, not E3 discussion. Yes. Um, and it came out, and we've been looking forward to it a while. Yes. Forward to it for a while. I haven't gotten to it yet. Mm. Uh, and you er, you and basically everyone else in the industry seems to be infatuated with the game. How's it going? Uh so I haven't finished it yet. I'm about I think I'm 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 about I'm a little bit less than halfway is what I believe. Okay. Um it is hurtling to the front of my game of the year list. Oh, is it, it going to pip vampire survivors? It it might. Wow. It genuinely wow. might. Wow. Yeah. It is this game is something else. This game is truly something else. For um, those that don't know, it is for those made by Ben Esposito. Know. Yes, it is made by Ben Esposito, who, who was the creator, or at least or at least worked on Donut County. Creator, creator yeah. of Donut County. Great. Um, like main main developer, I think it was a very 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 small team on that game. Um, this game is nothing like Donut County. <laughs> so I have a page of notes that I'm going to go through. Um. The the structure of the game for anyone that doesn't know, Neon White is a first person shoot, uh, first kind of first person shooter game. First person shooter, yeah, first person shooter. <laughs> um, it's a first person platforming speed running game where you are getting you are uh, trying to get to level as quickly as possible. That is the goal, while also defeating the demons that are throughout the world. I'll get to the story in a minute. Demons are enemies that they shoot you with. with bullets um the way the game works is that there are cards scattered um around the map as well as um when you defeat certain enemies you will get certain cards you use those cards as guns um that can fire um at the demons and kill them each different type of card is a different type of gun um and Jeez, oh sorry. <laughs> Something really hit the back of my throat. It's the neon wine. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, sorry, give me, me to, a sec. you want to take over for a sec? Yeah, give me one second. <laughs> okay, so, well, so far as I remember, Jeremy can correct me in a, in a second if I'm wrong, but you can also use the cards. So you can use them as their weapons, as they are described, but I think you can alternately use them as movement abilities, and it's one yes. or the other. So you've got to choose between so, the weapon of. ability or the movement ability. Sort of. So, so the guns, um, depending on the on the gun, they they are determines how many bullets are in the card before it disappears all the way. Um, sorry, I, something just like hit the back. It must have been like a piece of rice or something. Um, but you can burn a card halfway through its ammo disappearing, and the burning of the card is what turns the card into a movement ability. Which you, which gets used instantly. Um, so, for example, uh-huh. there's a um, one of the cards is a stomp ability. It is uh, a 
gun that will shoot uh, quite a few bullets, um, like a like a semi assault rifle. But then, if you right click it, it will then turn into a um, ground pound ability. Basically, you need to get to the end of the levels as quickly as possible. That is the aim of the game. Um, there's online leaderboards, which is great. There's different grades for the levels, which is great. And there are so many different ways to beat these levels. Um, the, the structure of it is is really neat because you will go through, like, for the most part, these levels are about 45 seconds. They're really short. They're really, really mm-hmm. short. But you will go through these levels what you think is the fastest way and you might get to gold rank if you're really quick at it, which is really cool. But there is an ace rank that is a level above that. The gold rank, what it does is it tells you um, that like, it, it will then put a marker inside the world, which is like, hey, there's a shortcut here. You can jet across to this area without being able to, like, like and skip part of the level, um, provided you defeat all the demons. So... Once you get the gold rank, it will it will tell you roughly what will be the fastest path to get to ace rank, which is where the leader boards really come into it. Because you don't even get to see the leaderboard until you get to ace rank, because what's the point if everyone else is already ace ranking the level? Um the overall story of the game is really like it's it's really funny. You're like these people that have been turned into these these beings called neons where you are like in heaven and you're working for these like angels to defeat demons but like you're like a bad person and if you don't do it then you like get sent to hell or something it's it's like a really dumb stupid like really funny story where everybody's like an archetype there's like there's a, there's a there's a really chummy kind of like a pretty queer coded like broy guy who's like hey you bro you're my best bro there's like a girl that's like infatuated with with you who's a, who's a guy who's lost all these memories there's uh there's another woman who is like who your main character is infatuated with and she like doesn't give a sh- like she like you know just blows you off all the time um there's like this there's a guy named neon green who's just this monster dude that is really ripped and will kill anyone that like comes in their path but you like you don't quite know like what his deal is yet um and there's other characters which are like mostly cats which is really funny because they're not like they're cats on clouds and they are like the like the admin of like of this area like they they will organize the missions for you they will like they're like secretaries for some of the other um cats in this in this place but there was this really good joke really early on where you said, like, why are you a cat? Like, I don't quite understand why you're a cat. And he's like, I'm so sick of this question and basically alludes to the fact that, like, they appear however you want them to appear. Um, so right. it's not necessarily that they are cats. It's just that they are whoever. But then another character comes into the screen and is like, yeah, I know, they're all cats. It's really weird, right? And so it's like, okay, but are, are they all cats or are they actually what you appear? And then the third, like, really broy guy comes in. He's like, I can't believe John Cena is giving me all of these missions, <laughs> which is like <laughs> really fucking funny. Um, oh, I I saw someone post that on Twitter, mm. and I couldn't tell if it was an edit. I'm like, this is it's, it was just the punchline for the joke. Yeah, I'm like, right. what? The f-? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I love this game. I'm like, what? There's a cat and yeah, so. This game fucking rules. Like, this game is 
so fucking good. The gameplay is really, really smooth, like fucking butter, right? Like you are you are doing dashes, you are doing attacks, everything is so deliberate, everything is so refined, everything is so like kind of like minimalist in its design in terms of like there's nothing in the way, right? There's no like there's like an additional collectible hidden in 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 inside of I think nearly all the levels, I think. I'm not sure if it's in all the levels. I believe it's in all the levels. Um, which is like a treasure. If you collect it, it's just going to take you completely out of level and say, hey, good job, you got the treasure. Now do you want to do the actual level for real? It's not going to be like, then do the level with the treasure, which is right. really good. Um, but if you ignore the treasures like I have and you just focus on like getting the like the lowest time, the fastest time as possible, then it is just so good to maximize you using your abilities when they need to be done. You learn a level, the level is 40 seconds you are getting through it and you are getting through it again and again to really bring that time all the way down. It is like, it is like drugs. It is like, <sighs> it, it is like speed running. Like that is so brought down to its core, which is just like, learn, like learn the thing for this level mm. and be the best at it. Yeah. Um, the music is like sex. It is like this really <laughs> awesome, like drum and bass, like kind of, early 2000s like D&B that not unlike a like a, a bit more like up tempo than Umarangi um but fits the fucking like this heavenly like like eh, heavenly like uh, it's, it's, it's I don't know the, like the genre of like the style of it it's it's really really specific cuz it's it's not quite like a vaporwave because it's it's less um, it's it's not quite commercial, which which vaporwave is, but it's that you know there's there's Greek columns and there's you know uh, marble busts. It's it's very it's it's very heavenly, obviously, but it's it's got this really specific flavor to it, which is just lovely. Um, all these characters are really horny and really fucking funny, um, which is good <laughs> because the game itself is like kind of like a it's kind of sexy in that way. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of sexual undertones that are being put through the game, but not in a way that's really gross and off-putting, but in a way that these characters are just so archetypal of this genre of character that it's it's like everybody is consistently trying to like trying to fuck each other while also trying to blow each other off 100% of the time. Um, right. It's really great and they they strike that balance really well. Like the writing itself isn't like, it's not amazing. It's very it's very corny. It's very, you know, it knows what it is. It's it's one of these type of stories where these characters just sort of like exist in that space. It's not unlike a, honestly, not unlike Final Fantasy Origin: Stranger of Paradise, but like, oh God. but way less, um, way less, way less, way less self seriousness. Um, it's it knows what it is to a T and so then knows how to pull those strings to to make it really sing. Mm-hmm. Um and like the, the the story itself is it's it is maybe the weakest part of the game but it is serviceable enough for the good character moments and also completely stays out of the way when when you don't feel like you want to engage with it. Um I don't know. I have no complaints really wow. like cool. it's just one of those like wow like they fucking nailed it huh yep yep um 
I have a I have a question. Yeah. So we were, we were talking about this last week or over the last couple of weeks. Um at some point you were like you're going to play it when it comes out and and I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be for me because it was like looking at the gameplay, it was really hard to tell if I'd like it or not. Honestly same. Honestly so, I, like, I, same. Yeah, I feel like that was the vibe for everyone. Yes. But it has it has taken a lot of people like by storm. I would say you Not should everyone, prioritize but this. Like most people, I would say you definitely should prioritize this. Yeah, I, it seems more and more like I should, um, especially because so um, uh, me, friend of the show Ollie, were both bought it on Steam. Uh, we have you as well are a part of the conversation where we're coordinating where we're buying the game so that we can make sure our friend leaderboards um, are like synced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game knows how to give you exactly the information you need to make it really competitive. Um, like friends leaderboards, they are there every time you finish a level, mm. and the re- and the the reload of the level button is really quick. It is like that's cool. Two that's seconds. Great. I mean, it harkens back to our um, Astrobot speedrunning foray just for a, a, like a week or two, or like uh, Mario Odyssey with the mini game. I, I was gonna say the Mario Odyssey uh, RC car race yep, that yep, we yep. had. Um, I can't believe how how much we played that, but mm-hmm. we just we couldn't stop. You know, we we'd go to each other on Twitter, and then it was it was it was off to the races. Yeah, um, like one of the things I said that, in my notes really quick is I can't believe I care about leaderboards again. Race the clock to find an even faster way, and then race the clock once more. Um, it's just it's just that is it. It is just I want to be better. I want to be better. I want to be better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And especially because sometimes you know when you've made a tiny like. No, yeah. no, not an error, but you're like, oh, I could have done that part better. I could, yeah, I like could, an inefficiency. I, I can shave off just a few more seconds, right? I can just shave off a little bit more. Yeah. What if I did the level again and shave off a little bit more, but then I found another place to shave off some seconds? So my question is, with this game coming out on, like, everything at once, which is cool for an indie game, mm. um, including Switch, I'd be curious to know how it ran there, but do you... How well do you think this would go for a more casual audience? For someone who, say, doesn't have anyone else on their friends list to compare scores against, or who doesn't have that competitive itch, or who isn't as proficient with the gameplay and so isn't going to be competitive with friends if they're there? Like, how much do you think is there for someone who might appreciate a first-person sort of puzzle platformer kind of vibe, mm. but not a, 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 an intense speedrunning vibe? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually not too sure. Um, because the game itself, while I'm not having trouble with it, I'm relatively proficient in first-person shooters and first-person platforming. Because this game is equal parts fifty-fifty of those two things. You have to be accurate with your shots because you don't have a lot of ammo. If you run out of cards, you default to melee weapons, which is just your katana. Um. And slow. <laughs> yes, and it's slow. And basically, if you're using the katana, you are not going to get a good score. Like, you basically will not be using the katana if you want to progress in the game. I don't know how far the game lets you progress. I'm uh, So the, there's two modes of progression in this game. There is just completing levels. And then there is... Um, there's a second thing, which is, like, your rank. And your rank gets determined by how many gold and ace rank levels you have completed. 
I believe your actual like neon white rank thing that you've got, I believe that is separate from the main story progression. So you could at least get through the game, probably have a pretty good time, and then put it down without being too competitive with it. But the game really shines when it is about like really maximizing every single aspect of it. Um it is like it is like hard in the throat fast. Um, 100% of the time. Um, cool. Which is really great because it really keeps up that pace when, when, when you're doing those levels. I, I want to preface this by saying like the, the interstitial story moments are like visual novel bits in between levels, um, mm. which are which like slow the game all the way down, but like you can just go straight into the next level if you want. Um, it's just to get those character beats. But the like the, the actual intensely fast gameplay of it I don't know how well it would go on a controller, I guess, only because you sometimes yeah. you need to be like you need to be really accurate. Um yeah. and yeah, it I wonder just if the like feels... the pass scores are, are tailored differently for a yeah, controller. I'm not too sure, maybe. Like I, I wonder if they are. Um like there's nothing I don't think there's I don't think there's anything you couldn't do on a controller. It's just different. Um there's like from what i've experienced there's there are few levels which require like a quick shot like really quick turn shoot aim and then go back to where you were there have been a few but not many and i feel like even those ones you could make work in a more in a more controller focused guided way i'm just not too sure i feel like this game really will shine from pc though i would love to see an agdq of this game though holy shit yeah, that's interesting. It's funny when games are made for speedrunning or made with time trial stuff in mind and then they go to like the speedrunning community. Like, Especially because there were people... so many levels in this game, right? There are, uh, I believe, 11 chapters in this game. Um, Whoa. 11 or 12, and there are 10 levels each. Whoa, that's immense. And I don't know if there are additional levels or not. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, sick. I'm. I am excited to get to it. I uh, I think I'll probably get to it this week when I get a bit of downtime. Um, it's the kind of thing where it's like, ah, oh, I'm trying to finish Guardians and I want to wrap this up and I want to do that. It's hard to divvy up my time at the moment, but um, yeah, I'll try and I'll try and get there for it this week. I think. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because like, this is one of the like, and I'm gonna say this with complete like, uh. I know what I'm saying when I say this, but like I want to play this game way more than I want to play other games. Right. Um, That's cool. Like I really want, like I was, so we'll get to it later, but I was playing some of the, I was playing a couple of demos just before we started recording just to sort of like get a little bit more in quickly. And while I was playing these demos and not to the fault of the demos, but but I really wanted to play Neon White instead. Yeah, but I was like, I can smash out two demos before we start, and it'll be it'll just help the podcast. But like, fuck, I really wish I was playing Neon White. Jeremy, there was actually a minute because I I called I you, we said let's meet at six thirty, and then my dinner took a little longer to cook, and so I I got here at like six forty five six fifty, and then I just called on Discord, and you didn't pick up immediately, and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever, that's fine. I mean, I was late, whatever, and then I'm like, is Jeremy? 
playing? Hang on. <laughs> and then I checked uh, my I Steam list. I'm like, no, Ollie's playing, but Jeremy's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to check to see if you were playing Neon White while you were waiting for me. Uh, Ollie's in my chat as well, saying that each character actually has bonus levels. Um, so there are oh. more than just the 100, 110, 120 across the 11, 10 chapters. So mm. there'll, there'll be a, there's a lot of levels in that game. I hope there's like, I hope at the end, my hope for this game is that there is 10 of like the levels. Like these are the ones that you want to go for because 111 levels, sorry, 120 levels plus is a lot to race each other. It's a lot to keep, a lot of leaderboards to keep track of. Mm. You can go back to old levels at any point in the game, which is great. So mm. Ollie can send me a screenshot of a level that he's beat me in and I can immediately just go back to that one and try and beat him again for it. Yeah. But I hope there's like the 10 perfect levels, right? The 10 ultimate levels, which is like, these are the ones you really want to nail. These are the ones that you want to fucking absolutely own at. Just so there's a little bit more direct competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's intimidating to to look at. Like, it's intimidating to sign myself up for wanting to get invested that much. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, you want to. I know, but Ooh, like I'm not good. there yet, and maybe I'll just go sit on the couch tonight rather than buy something that I know I won't want to put down. I don't know. I'm 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 a bit tired at the uh, moment. <laughs> I I, <laughs> like, I understand. I I I truly do. That being said, I think this game earns it in a way that doesn't make me tired, but makes me go like that. It it flicks it that energizes. It flicks that switch in your brain where you're like, "Fuck, give me more." <laughs> which is That's really cool. rare like vampire survivors doesn't do that to me it it does that to me a little bit but not much i think as the runs a half an hour um yeah it's more of that's more of like a steady yeah yeah it's, it's a steadier burn that one elden ring it did that for me at the beginning and sort of lost me mm. getting towards the end like mm. there, there are not many games that are really making me just want to keep playing all night mm. Like uh, what was that? Let's let's build a zoo. Was that one of them, Jeremy? When you were uh, breeding and killing rabbits? <laughs> they have names, Kerry. <laughs> they have names. <laughs> that was so funny. That was one of the funniest nights. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we got that on the pod too. <laughs> uh, something else we played, Jeremy, that I'm sure you haven't been able to stop thinking about. <laughs> I, I forgot we did this. <laughs> I completely forgot we did this. <laughs> this is so funny. This is so, like, <laughs> like you start. <laughs> so last week, um, I was put on a project and I had to get some Returnal gameplay footage. And when I played Returnal last year, I borrowed Jeremy's copy. And so when they announced co-op, Jeremy's like, oh, we should play together. I'm like, yeah. Jeremy, I've got your disc. Completely <laughs> forgetting that I didn't have my copy with me for about six months. And that if we were going to play it together, another copy had to be purchased. Yes. Uh, but this was a time where... I, so I initially was just going to borrow Jeremy's copy again, but he wasn't at home for a couple of days and I was busy, so I didn't get to his place. Like, his housemates were going to hand it off to me, but we didn't get there in the end. Um, so instead, I went and bought it. And then we played co-op on Friday night. Because yes. Jeremy was keen. He was like, yes, we could do it. Let's play some co-op. Let's do it. And you've been high on that game since that Jacob Geller video came out about Returnal's themes. And uh, I don't know if I'd be high on that game, but I think I was I was willing to give it... Uh, you were keen. 
I was good to do co-op. I think because co-op in yeah. like you can have fun in a co-op in a bad game. Sure. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. No. But you were you were keen. You were in there. You were ready for it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we played we played it on Friday, about uh, two which hours? is called cool. Sam was sitting on the chat. Pardon. About two hours. About an hour and a half. Uh, a bit longer, I think. I think we started about nine. We went to about twelve thirty. Jesus, because right. we we got a good run going at the end. And, oh, that's right. Uh, we d- we did one more run, and I forgot the game takes fucking three hours to get through. I was thinking about it. You remember that run we were doing with with Frike, and um, which one? And Ollie, Ollie, and Sam watched us die on that boss fight twice. No, the the once, but we fought 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 them twice. Something like and that. And then finally beat it. And that was the run where we got to nearly the end of the third biome. Yeah. Um, Nemesis. But yeah, we got to play it. It was it was interesting. I, I'd done a little bit of warm-up earlier in the day. Uh, but yeah, no, it's cool because Co-op was never, so far as we know, meant to be in the game. It was added after the fact. Maybe they Like a they year tried later? It. Yeah, a year or a bit less, something like that. Yeah, along with the Tower of Sisyphus um, free update, which I haven't gotten to yet. I did want to get to that today, but I didn't, unfortunately. Um, but the co-op's interesting. It's a bit bare. It's a bit, like, janky in some ways. Like <laughs> In some ways. <laughs> we glitched uh, well, multiple to, times. Like, you couldn't see To start see with, bosses. I thought I was joining Jeremy's game, and I joined someone else's game. And I didn't realize that until Jeremy said, that's a bad word. I'm like, what yeah, are you talking like, about? Like <laughs> Jeremy a, said, that's really, not me. I really I'm not going to say it. Like, I'm not going to really say bad. it because it's like, like actually horrendous. But I saw the person's name and I was like, yeah. <laughs> just like menuing as fast as I can. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Get the hell out of there. It, it, it was like, it was so bad that I was like, I can't believe like PlayStation sensors didn't pick it up. Yep. Yep, and, and it was like their PlayStation Plus. Yeah. <laughs> it was their freaking their username. Uh, but we started, and then a couple of things happened. We got to the first boss in the first biome pretty quickly when we were playing, and uh, I just couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't show up <laughs> for Jeremy's, you. I, only like one-tenth of its bullets like translated to being on screen for me, but I didn't know when they were coming because I couldn't see the boss. Yeah. Um, and pretty quickly, your enthusiasm started to wane i want to say is that fair to say jeremy it's it's a tiring game um it's it's it the runs are long the runs are really long and they're like oh you know you can skip to the next biome but then i was like if you go to the next biome you're gonna be weak as piss anyway and so you might as well not and so then you're not you're probably gonna die and then it'll be even longer before you get to the end of the yeah the runs are long and the runs are tiring I was having a good time uh, once we once we got in sync and I wasn't having a bad time. The, like, yeah, no, totally. Every totally. time I, think I, play I got re- into a groove, I think. Yes, every time I play Returnal, I enjoy it more than what I did the previous time I play Returnal. That's cool. It's just, I just don't think it'll ever get there for me. Yeah, and I don't think co-op is going to bring it for you either. Um, uh, you maybe, know, stuff like maybe. you can't use the teleporters at the same time or. If you fall into those yeah. like secret room trap floors, then it just <laughs> brings the other person no matter where they are. It just automatically like like cuts the screen off for them, which is quite jarring because they don't know what's happening. Yeah, there's there's a bit of like there's a bit of there's a bit of this game wasn't designed in co-op in mind with co-op in mind. Yeah, 
And there's a couple of weird things with the design as well. Like the the oh, Sam says, enjoy it more every time you returnal. Yeah. Uh I like diminishing. And it happens so often when you talk about this game. I like diminishing returnals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's there's interesting things in this game, right? Where they haven't really changed the balance of any of the economies for a co-op experience. No. I wouldn't say there's... I don't think there's more health drops. I, would, nope. I don't think there's more weapons. Nope. Or parasites. Nope. Or enemies and, or rooms. Which is interesting because in a way it is sort of balanced because having two guns at once, the enemies are also not balanced to, to fighting more than one enemy at once. Uh... The bosses are not like not tuned to fighting more than one character at once. And yeah, so, there were good times during the bosses. You could just stand there and lay into them until they realized you were there. Mm. It's very weird. It's strange, but you know, there's a there's a plethora of like of different weapons. Like in a run, you'll find yourself passing over weapons in a returnal run. Yes, which means there are plenty for a co-op partner to use. And, you know, you, you get obelites independently, the, the currency, so you can spend them in your, in your shops individually, which is cool. Um, like, there, there are good things there. But it also means that I think it's because there's less health, because the health that there is is split between two health pools all of a sudden, it's harder to use that health to upgrade your health bar, which is a fundamental part of my strategy in Returnal is to pay attention, focus really try not to get hit upgrade your health as much as you can in a run and then get get as far as you can um when there's more people there's more chances for people to get hit the health is being used more frequently to restore health but also at the same time you can go down but not out and someone can pick you up so like it's 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 so strange the way it balances out um yeah, I don't know. That was kind of it. Uh, there was a bit where where you were like, "I got like one more in me," and I I was I found it very funny because you were like, "Oh, I could play this. I could play something else." I'm like, "You brought me here." <laughs> I thought I thought it was very funny because it was like very quickly I became the one who was pulling us through the evening, but you'd arranged it and so in my head i'm like this is this is a bit backwards. It wasn't a problem or anything, but I thought it was funny. I think it was more like I think that like. It's it maybe it's not that I, it's not that I like this this idea better in my head, but I think it was more that I think that like if I didn't organize it, we never would have done it. Because if you would organize it, I would have Good said point. I don't want to play Returnal. <laughs> 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 That's very funny and very appropriate. That's a good point. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Do you have anything else to say on the the cop? Uh, there was a part in the game where, like, you couldn't load part of the map, and it gave me this really weird, like, hey, this door's decrypting, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And you're like, I can't see anything, um, right. which was very strange. And then it, and then it did it did pop in as, like, the world's good. It, uh, it did we, eventually. We got really far. We got further than Jeremy's ever been on his own before to, the, to my favorite boss, I think, the boss of the third biome. And when we loaded into the boss, uh, it wouldn't put me on the floor. <laughs> Yeah. So I kept falling through the world until I died, which really put us on the back foot because then it meant that Jeremy had to solo this boss he'd never seen before. I was like, yeah. oh, man, I really wanted to get Jeremy through this. I don't think it's the good way to make progress in that game because I you just like it's like you just can't quite trust it. 
Yeah, you open yourself up to the bugs. We didn't play for that long, and we encountered it. Not we encountered it not inconsistent multiple times the same bugs, which is a totally. bad one. Which is the boss not showing up. Totally. So yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, it was interesting. And Jeremy was like, "Oh, you know, it was never meant to be in here." I'm like, "The co-op's been out for like three months." <laughs> yeah, I was trying to give it a little bit of a benefit of the doubt before I remember that. Like, this is like this is the finished product. Like, they, yeah, it should it should be better. I do give it the benefit of the doubt, but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, I've only got one other thing to talk about here for the what we've been playing this week. Um. Although I suppose we could bring this up as well. So I was talking. Uh, we, what, how, hmm. I've been playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake the last couple of weeks, a little bit, <gasps> to finish off the trophies in Integrade because I couldn't get them the, in the first place because I got them on like a different account because this, because that, because the other, blah, blah, blah. I'm finally back to nearly having 100% as the trophy number for Final Fantasy VII Remake. The only did did they not split the trophies when they brought out Integrate? Well, no, they did, but it's that thing where it's like when they add the DLC trophies, you can still have the Platinum, but your your percentage right, of right, completion right. is lower because you didn't complete the DLC or whatever. Sure. So I've been doing all the DLC trophies, mm-hmm. and I did all of Yuffie's stuff. I did the one that I'd done before, and then I got to this one boss, which is the one thing I didn't do the last time I played this game. So it's a brand new challenge to me. And it's Weiss, who is Sephiroth's brother. Barry Weiss. Been, Barry Weiss, who, who has been um, digitized and put into the combat simulator uh, in Shinra headquarters. And uh, you talk to Chadley as Cloud. So this is it's the only thing they added in the DLC that has anything to do with Cloud's campaign. Um, and it's this extra, very hard, very difficult challenge. It's just this one boss. Um... This fight's bullshit. Like, it's just bullshit. Like, it's just mechanic sort of abuse. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, this guy takes, like, one to two damage when you hit him with, like, just normal attacks. And he's got, like, 25,000 health. Like, you like you can't force this one. Mm-hmm. You can't make, you can't sort of... And, I, and I've spoken about Final Fantasy VII before and how the game's combat, I've always felt, makes you learn. It, it requires you to learn each combat encounter, specifically what it's asking of you. Right. This one is very brutal, though. It's very uncompromising. Um, what happens is Vice has these uh, two or three really punishing, quite but well-telegraphed moves. It's like stab, like evisceration and cross slash or something oh no that's clouds thing but whatever sure and if you get hit by them you get comboed and you'll probably be one shot um but there's a few you can you can learn the timings and get those down and he's got like a one second window after he misses you with one of those attacks where he's pressured and that means you could build his stagger gauge up quickly so the only way he takes damage basically is when he's staggered so the fight becomes stagger him as fast as possible by dodging these telegraphed attacks. And then when he's staggered, you need to be using every ounce of ATB, everything you've saved up, all of your abilities. You just need to go as hard as you can in this like 30 seconds to get his health down as far as you can. And you need to do that two or three times 
as fast as you can because once the fight gets past four to five minutes, he brings out his one-hit KO move and you're all dead. Right. It's ridiculous. And, you know, you see people online do it and it's like, okay, you see it and that works and, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I, These hard mode challenges I enjoyed, like, learning and getting better at. But in the end, I did have to look up the other hard mode ones. Once I learned the strategy, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Equip a fire materia so the fire attacks do less damage when they summon Ifrit, and that way you can focus on the boss, get them down, take Ifrit out on your own terms because he can't do any damage to you. Cool. This is like, just do it. Like, right. this is this is like... It's the orphan of cause of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, kind of. Are you enjoying it? it? it, it it, it was making me very uh, frustrated when I was playing it the first time. I played it a bit today and then got distracted by other things, um, so didn't get back to it. Like, I'm I'm going to get there, but jeez, man. <laughs> like, it's not, it's, not the, it's not my favorite part of this game, and it's the last thing I have left. Um, right. It's not my favorite type of this game. I like hard mode in Final Fantasy VII. It's genuinely difficult, but mm-hmm. this is just kind of, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a little too much. But maybe that's just what... You know, there's always a boss like that in Final Fantasy games. Like an end game boss where it's like 40,000 health and you need to use Riku's special like item ability that means that you... It unlocks your damage cap so you can deal 99,000 damage with each hit and Riku? Like, this, is not a fi- this is not a Kingdom Hearts discussion, Jeremy. This is not a Kingdom Hearts discussion. I think... I repeat... I, uh, yes, but I don't particularly like those bosses. I don't either. I've never been drawn to them. And like, I think, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a one that I really enjoyed. That that I think there are those in Kingdom Hearts. Now that you mention it, right? Like, I, th- I think like might... Sephiroth in one, right? Like that fight's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, that one is a little bit off, only in the sense that like like <laughs> Sephiroth has so the way health works in that game is it's like the bar that goes down of the health is is like color coded, so it's like the purple will go down and behind it will be the red, and the red goes down and behind it'll be yellow, and then orange and green. But... Yeah. So it's like stacked health bars. Yes, but the, the Sephiroth has so much health that they didn't have enough colors, and so you're attacking them a bunch, and the health isn't going down until they hit a certain amount before it starts going down because they <laughs> made ridiculous. the number too high, which is fucking funny. Um, there is one of those bosses in 2, which is like they change it from colors to just like the full bar and then a dot below, and then when the yeah, full bar yeah, goes, yeah, then yeah. it goes to the next dot, which is so much better. Um, yeah there's a it's a it's called lingering will in in kingdom hearts 2 which is fucking great um that's that's a demon souls name oh it's it's a sick fucking fight too um he is like the you gotta learn it um there is unfortunately a couple of insta kill moves in it but they are they are counterable but not by combat it's like a it's like a button combination sort of thing that, that is in the game. Uh, yeah. Like, it's not hard, but if you fuck it but up... But it's specific. Yeah, it is specific. And so, like, the like it's the pressure is on. Like, it is, like... Yeah. It is, it is real anxiety hours whenever that part comes up. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, I, think, I think Final Fantasy is more notorious for, like, 
This one's just got a lot of fucking health and like, fuck you also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's always at the end when it's like, you've invested, you're here. This is, this is your real challenge if you want to accept it. Sure. Um, but it's fucking tied to the, it's, it's tied to the trophy. Like. Yeah. And also give me something just a little bit more interesting than that. Yeah. Like, honestly. The previous hard mode challenges have been. And like, that's what I've done. And those I didn't mind looking up and getting better at and beating. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. But this was like, I don't think I'd ever get this on my own. And, you know, then you go to YouTube and, you, and you're looking at videos to help you figure it out. And the person's like, oh, I see how this works. And I'm trying to make this like, you know, you're trying to make this work with like, oh, they need me to stagger. You need to push the stagger. It's like, oh, he's not vulnerable. And so they're working it out in real time. And so then I feel like I'm not smart enough or whatever. And it's like, okay, I got to do something else. <laughs> yeah, right. And then it's and then it's like going back to it after, you know, you can't yes. really do anything else. It's like it, it, it slogs, even though it's the last thing. And like, even even although you barely had any muscle memory, you have to fight back to get to where you were with your previous level of proficiency, which was still not enough yep. mm-hmm. before you can improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, bit of a bit of a sour note on that one. Um, they incidentally, just very briefly, they there was that Final Fantasy VII twenty fifth anniversary stream this week. Quick thoughts. Uh, they announced a f- quick thoughts. Uh, they showed Ever Crisis again, which looks interesting. Mobile game of like all Final Fantasy VII properties in one place. Uh, I don't. know. It looks interesting. I still don't know what it's going to be. I don't, we don't know if it's going to be old timeline or new timeline. Um, I'm pretty sure it's old. I'm pretty sure it's right. it is it is the way to get you into the old timeline without making you buy a PlayStation Classic. <laughs> so the thing with that though is the end of the Ever Crisis trailer has Sephiroth shifting with his like short hair, long hair, and people who have played Final Fantasy VII and know Final Fantasy VII don't actually know what that's from, and that's in the Ever Crisis trailer. <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura, you absolute motherfucker. <laughs> you bastard. I love you. <laughs> you absolutely crazy person. <laughs> Make this worse. <laughs> so don't know what's going on there. Uh, I, I, announced, I bet you um, it's like a, I bet you it's, and you're going to kill me. I bet you it's like a Kingdom Hearts thing where it's like, <laughs> where it's like a, like, what is this game? Oh, it's a rhythm game, which goes through the story of all the previous game. But the final chapter is what's going to lead you into the next one. Yeah. There's like a one hour addendum. Nothing is not canon. Nothing is not plot relevant. Nothing is not plot oh. critical. What was that? Pardon me. We were talking about Star Wars, Star Wars earlier this week on Discord, and I said uh, that it's graining, uh, groaning under the weight of its canon, and I'm starting to feel that with anything that Nomura works on as well. No, but it's <laughs> but it's better. Is it better? It's better, but <laughs> it, is it? <laughs> it's it's committed, is what it is. It's very committed. And look, you know what? It's not made. It's it's not developed by a focus group. True. Exactly. It's it's going for it. Yeah, it's really fucking going for it. And so you know what? Crisis. You know what's good? Yeah, I'm gonna look directly at the lens of this. You know what's good? You know what makes current Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts canon better than Star Wars? Uh oh. It's not afraid to be bad. <laughs> That's true. I think oftentimes it will mean that it is better. Yes, or at least more interesting. Yeah. 
less uh, by the numbers. Yeah. Can't believe I'm I wish Star Wars was afraid to be bad. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling Star Wars to be, to be worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Um, be worse, but faster. not worse than nine. There's like a middle ground where it can live, but like it doesn't know how to do that. Be worse because you tried, not because you couldn't... You, you, you were too scared to. Actually, yeah. 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 So, the Ever Crisis, the mobile game. Then they announced uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core uh, the remake. Reunion. Yeah. The remake of Crisis uh, Core. Which, so, that's a PSP game, which is a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Stars yes. Zack. And, um, and Sephiroth, I believe. And Sephiroth, like prequel to Sephiroth, Sephiroth's being, like, being evil. Um, oh, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be good, but like he's before. But he's he... like your teammate in that. Like he's it's in, as being part of the soldier program and not turned at the start. Like he's your teammate. Yeah, but I think he, I think he's evil just in like a in like a saber tooth and an X Men Origins Wolverine kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Which is it's classic X Men Origins like... Wolverine reference for you folks at home. <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hate that you uh, said that. I hate that I understood what you meant. <laughs> uh, I should have I gone, ooh. I should I should have gone, <laughs> yeah. gone there for it, but that's fine. Uh, and then they also showed the trailer for uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is Rem- Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Yeah. Um, this trailer showed two shots of Cloud walking beside Sephiroth and... One shot of Zack carrying Cloud on his shoulders, which is a scene that we got at the end of the first game. Yeah. And everyone flipped out online. They went wild for this trailer. I can't believe it's coming so soon. It's slated for next winter, with Crisis Core coming this winter. And I've been and I've been looking at this trailer and like I'm very excited about it. I've been talking this last couple of weeks how Final Fantasy VII Remake might be my favorite game at the moment. Like total. Like like full stop of all time and this trailer did so little for me it just <laughs> asked questions that i'm not going to have answers to for 18 months and everyone's like whoa we're gonna get so soon and it's gonna be this and oh the and, like do you think we're, this is gonna happen and like guys it's not that soon it's gonna like if it hits next winter it's gonna be nearly four years since the last one that's like my, Perfect timing. <laughs> my favorite thing about you, Kerry, is your complete and utter like hate towards being brought questions in the media that you love. In it's in, more like in a hilarious way. In a like, and I mean this. I mean this with complete sincerity. Not, yeah, yeah. Not in like a dig, but like the amount of times that like, especially during the like the early phases of the, of the Disney Plus shows rolling out, where like there was <laughs> yeah. like a there was like a routine of like I'm not going to start the show because I want to watch it all at once. Two episodes, maybe three go by. Now yeah. I'm angry that I'm not knowing the answers and they're not going to resolve it well enough. And then it gets to yeah. like the second last episode. You're like, you know what? They're probably going to resolve it well enough. And you watch the final episode go, that was fine. And then it moves on to the next one. Yeah. And there's just that this was... anger at no answers until you get them and you're like, I have answers. And it's just like stoicism. <laughs> 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 yeah, when it, when it gets strung out, then like I've already thought of like half the possibilities and then like nothing can meet my imagination. But is this do you have possibilities based on this trailer? No, but it was nonsense. <laughs> like it was it didn't this make is any what I mean. sense. 
It was just, it was just. You're going to get three from- more trailers between now and then. That's going to give you three quarters of the answer, and you're going to be like, I don't know what to feel. I just because they ended Final Fantasy VII in such a strange way, but then yeah. it felt like all right, the next game, like it felt like a speed bump, and then they were going to get back to back on the game and have that stuff filter through like piece by piece, sifted in all the weird shit, right? But this was yeah. all this trailer was was this game's probably going to be different than the rest of you realize. And I'm sitting there going like I haven't played the first game and I didn't really understand the ending of I didn't play the original and I don't really understand the ending of the first game properly because of that and I now don't understand this trailer because I still haven't played the original. It it it's, like that trailer was not for me, I think is the is the it's the epitome of I don't understand this meme and I'm and it's and it's now too late for me to ask. Um, <laughs> I, like I think, I think what'll be hilarious is this, like, because I don't know what this game is going to be like either, because because no one no one quite does. But the the idea that where Final Fantasy VII began, which is you are a you know like an eco terrorist, an eco liberator, I think is maybe a more more fair way of of doing it where you're blowing up a reactor because it's harming the environment in dramatic ways. And then, like, you're entering another dimension by the end of that game. Yeah. Like, and, like, that turn happens really late. Like, that is super fucking late. So late. Um, And it's with stuff they've been, like, breadcrumbing, but then what they do with those breadcrumbs... Is like they make a souffle, not like yeah. a piece of toast. It's like oh, what? Well, I was gonna like, say. What the, we... I was gonna say it's breadcrumbs off a cliff. Um, <laughs> that makes more sense. But like, yeah, it's and then, like, look. The thing, the thing about the new one is they have the unholy task of following it up. Following it up, but also leaving room for the third one. Yeah, because we know there's yeah. going to be at least three. Well, I think at this point they're pretty. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna have this go too much further than what they've said. They've said it's gonna be three games now. If they do something else, it'll be like a spin-off by that point. They will conclude this game. I can see them doing. Three. I can see them getting to four. Is is what I will say. I can see them getting into three's development and go. For all right, we're making that call. Look, they uh, they put I, DLC in one. Yeah. Do we do we get DLC in two? At what mm. point is it four games? Because it's three games and three additional chapters. And then there's also Crisis Core. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. I don't. Know. I can see them doing the Wait. Hobbit thing where they're like, it's two movies, and then it's a three movies. Well, what you're saying actually is it's the it's the Aragon thing where they get into the middle of the third book and the third book's too big, so they make a fourth book. I don't think I was saying that at all. I don't think I've ever. Yeah, said you that's said the... they get into the middle of three's development and they're like, oh, I don't know, we maybe we need four, and then they make four. That's exactly what happened. I don't with think the I've... inheritance cycle, previously known to be the inheritance trilogy, but as I just mentioned, they couldn't make it three trailers. Uh, hey, we're gonna go to a break. We'll be back with Steam demos right after this. Uh, uh, 
That's right. I've got a voice for this. Hang on. I got I got flustered. Jeremy flipped me off before we turned the cameras back on. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Let's I'm just, such a good on. producer. Hang on, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna zen. Uh, to be fair, I started it. Okay. Hang on. Here we go. Let's pretend like that didn't happen. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to the minimap cast. There's this great. This is this is so off topic. Not that we're on topic. There's this <laughs> there's this great thing. So in uh, a few back book in the before times. Oh my god! Where when, are we going? When E3 um, existed as a physical thing, people could go to. There was this fantastic little little giant bomb nugget, which was um, there's uh, there's a there's a there's a giant bomb f- like friend of the site um, named Matt Kessler who works at PlayStation and friend of the site friend of Giant Bomb's site um, Dave Lang who. Uh, is the is one of the heads of Iron Galaxy, which is a studio that makes like ports of Crash Bandicoot, and they did the port for Arkham Nine and some other stuff like that. Um, he was in media like ten years ago, though. Right? Like Dave Lang has been many, many places. Um, very, very charismatic, very funny guy. Um, so Dave Lang and Matt Kessler have got a big, big, like big history. They're friends and stuff like that. Matt Kessler works at PlayStation. Um, Matt was in a meeting. Uh, Matt Kessler, very strange man. Matt Kessler is in a meeting with a bunch of developers, like very important meeting with for PlayStation at E3. And Dave Lang looks like walks past the randomly the meeting room that he's in and makes direct eye contact with him. And Matt Kessler is waiting for him to flip him off, waiting for him to flip him off. And he walks and he walks and he walks past the meeting room without flipping him off. And Matt's like, oh, I'm safe. And then Dave Lang takes a step back and flips him off and then keeps walking, which is like the funniest thing to do. And then Matt Kessler like tweets at him like at Dave Lang, like I'll fucking kill you. And then gets (laughs) suspended on Twitter, but (laughs) which is very, very funny. But like the idea that like, and like I do this at work sometimes as well when like someone is in a meeting that's like a virtual meeting I will sort of like walk past them and like try and like flip them off a little bit while like I'm off like, camera. Yeah, like while I'm like behind, like like fate, like on the other side of the camera, hmm. and they will try and like flip me off from like under the table, like while they're it's it's flipping yeah, and like not break their sentence. Yeah, or... right, and just get them to make sure that they keep going, but just just that little bit of like like I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should do that. You should do that one time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really intense. Just eyes straight into the straight into the eyeballs, yeah. into the into the lens. Uh, hey, let's talk hey. about Steam demos. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, there's this thing that's happened with like not E3 with Key Three. Yeah. Where uh, Steam has brought on a bunch of, I, I I just need to let you all know that Jeremy is flipping me off on camera, just outside of frame. Yeah, and I was going to do it back, but I knew I couldn't handle it. But I also couldn't let it slide. I just need you all to know. <laughs> I just need you all to know what what state we're in at the moment. Yeah. Uh. So Steam's doing demos alongside E3, but also not really part of... I don't know, it's strange. But they've done this thing where they've, it's like a demo festival. Yeah. I guess is a good way of saying it on Steam. So a bunch of people 
bunch of devs have put their games up. A lot of these games are games that were available to be spoken about at Summer Game Fest Days of Play. No, uh, Play Days is what they call it. Days of Play is the PlayStation one. Yeah. Summer Game Fest Play Days. Stuff like, well, everything we're going to talk about here, plus, um, uh, you know, stuff that was at some of the Wholesome Games showcases yeah, and Gorilla and, and maybe Day of the Devs some, as well. Summer Game Fest stuff. Day of the Devs, yeah, and Devolver. A lot of those indie games have sort of been made available with a demo on Steam. And so we thought we'd go through some of them, sort of talk about the 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 games that we didn't get to as part of the our E3 wrap-up last week. Um, and just talk about those. That's kind of it, really. Yeah, uh, just sort of I, like spotlight some of the ones that we played, how we felt about them. Um, yeah. And, you know, like... It's weird because the, the the next fest is over like at the end of the day today or tomorrow as of recording. But like, are the demos staying up? I don't know. I mean, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. Yeah, right. But also is a part of that like get in quick now sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. And you know, it's good exposure for the devs and all of that. Yeah. I um I downloaded let me see here. I downloaded one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight demos. Uh I only got to two of them, unfortunately. Uh one of them I know quite well already, because I've worked on videos for it. Uh but yeah, there was all kinds of stuff there. Stuff I hadn't heard of, stuff I only downloaded because I saw a trailer for it um uh this last couple of weeks. So yeah, it's an interesting time. Uh, let's get into some of the specific ones that we've got here. So the first one we've got on the list is, um, and just so, just so you all know the structure here, we've got, uh, two, two that I've played, which Jeremy has played as well. Jeremy's got two more after that, that only he's played. And then there's one more that I know a bit about. Um, so let's start talking about Cult of the Lamb is our first one here. Um, this is a game that was shown off at last year's Devolver for the first time, I think. Uh, it's I don't a, know when it first showed Something up. like that. It was showing off at Devolver. It's really cute, really interesting. Like, uh, sorry, I sent you a trailer that's no gameplay. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> um, it's this really, I don't know. It, it, it's strange. You play this lamb that gets beheaded. Immediately. And then you get brought back to life. Yeah. To, re- to restart a cult. Yes. Uh, to go against the old faith, who are the people who beheaded you in the first place. Yes. But what it really is, is it's a roguelike kind of hack and slash game. So you you go around and you raid different villages, uh, not villages, like forests and stuff like that, uh, to take down the the followers of the old faith. And then like you use the sword combat to slash and there's a dodge and... Uh, you get random weapons and power-ups as you go and you have to manage your resources. And then when you finish your your raid, you have to go back home and help your cultists with food supply and resources and and build a base and stuff like that. It's a pretty short demo, but the style just oozes out of this game. Game made in Victoria, by the way. I didn't know um, Yeah, no, it's, uh, it says like film vic and stuff like that on the on the front um what do you think of this game jeremy i thought this was really cool um the like the actual like 
camera angles and stuff and the actual combat of it is not unlike Hades. Um, but there's there at least from the demo, there's less mechanics in terms of what you're actually fighting and, and the enemy types. It seems very much like the enemies are going to jump at you um, or like throw something at you. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the style of it. I thought that like the animation work is really, really good. The like the character designs, the level like the, the actual like world design I think is really great. Um, mm. It it kind of reminds me of the the Binding of Isaac cutscenes, but there's like mm. way way more of them. That style of like shaded animation. Um, mm-hmm. It I I really like that style of animation. Um, but there's also like the other part of the game is there's this town management thing that you're doing. So as you go through the levels, you'll recruit a cultist um, mm. that you'll find. Uh, which is just an anthropomorphized, very cute animal, like a pig or a bunny or something. Yeah, which is funny because then after the fact, you can change what they look like. Um, yeah. Uh, but you like the the level branching as you go through runs is is a little bit like inscription where you choose which path you want to take. And then when you mm-hmm. find a cultist, you they get sent back to your farm cult thing. Um and they start to gather resources for you so you can do upgrades and you have to feed them and build shelters and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to see more of this in the demo because that's the, that's the side of it that I really want to like play with, I think, because that seems really fun to build up this, to build up this cult. But I, I can understand why not much of it was in the demo because that's a large part of the metagame. Um, yeah it's interesting because it seemed to me like you know you do the intro and then they show you that you can go on raids and it seemed to me that they were like oh for this boss you need to raid this area four times that was the conclusion i got to at the end of that demo right and so that seemed quite repetitive but Mm -hmm. they didn't let you do that and i wonder if that's because you know they they give you more story progression in the or like um mechanic progression in the development side of the 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 um yeah the development side of the of the game, then they didn't want to give that to you. But it was like, it seems like a, like an easy way to make that just happen for everyone mm. is to just let you replay that section more and more. I would have done that. Yeah. Right. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm excited for this game. I think it's like, I think it, it feels pretty good. Um, I think it looks great. And yeah, like you said, the style of it is just like off the chain. Um, mm. I want to, I want to play the full thing, which you know what? That's a pretty good mark for a demo. If it makes me want to play the full game. Definitely. I thought the combat feedback was amazing. I like I thought like the rumble timing and intensity and all of that, like the way it felt just to it had me slashing at grass and rocks. Yeah. Not just enemies. Yeah, totally. You know, just walking past because it felt good. Um I did think it was a bit hard to tell when enemies were going to attack sometimes. I like felt the same. I couldn't always tell. Yeah, their tells were very faint or easy to lose in the detail of everything else. And so I just mm-hmm. found myself either going really aggressive or really defensive and there wasn't really a way to be more intentional in between. Yeah. Um, but that's that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Like, it's so cutesy and then all of a sudden, like, the screen goes red and there's a blinding red eye in the sky. Like, it, they use that sort of juxtaposition really well. Yeah. Um, it just works. It's this... It's this... It's a kooky kind of an, of an art style of a style in general to to go for, but they're they're nailing it. Mm, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh what's next, Jeremy? 
Oh, the, on the list, you need to tell me what's next because I've got Hellsinger. too many windows open for this. Yes. Uh, Metal Hellsinger is next. Yeah, so uh, Metal Hellsinger is a first-person shooter rhythm game. Um, imagine if, like, it 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 is it is very Doom like um, inspired, mm. but there's there's another first-person shooter rhythm game which came out. I think it came out like last year, and I can't remember the name of it. But it it's really similar to this, and I feel a little bit bad for either of the devs because I think they've both had this idea separately. And yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. it also having a really great name like Metal Hellsinger, but I cannot for life me remember what it was called. I'm um, on it. Yeah, you've got this. Um, the This game is like you are shooting demons to the beat of these heavy metal songs. Um, the more you time your shots perfectly to the song, the more damage it does. You can then do finishes, which are not unlike glory kills in Doom, which can give you health and also insta-kill enemies. Um, the demo itself is pretty short. I think I, I smashed it down at about 15, 20 minutes. And like short is mm. relative with the demo. But I, I mean as in like I, I got to the end, right? Like I, there's, there's no real replayability because it's just the same levels over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this game was pretty good i didn't think it was kind of amazing or anything i'm not a big heavy metal person so i think that might be part of it is i don't Mm. super gel with the music i think it works in this setting because in the same way that i think you know the metal music and rock music works well with doom yeah exactly but it's like this ain't no this ain't no doom soundtrack so part of that is (laughs) is just like unfortunately they are drawing inspiration from something that I think has just got better music. Mm. Um, they make a big deal about when you get to like your higher multiplayer because uh, multipliers, because it's, it's all about um, keeping the number up, right? Like, you know, getting everything on perfect will make your multipliers multiplier stay as high as it can. Mm-hmm. When you get to time 16, the vocals kick in and that certainly lifts like the vibe of the game, it makes it feel like really sick that you're, you know, fighting this, these ungodly enemies with this like ballad almost playing. But it's, I don't know if it's enough to sort of make me like really love it. Um, and like do more and more and more levels. Yeah. Like I think this is good. I don't think this is great. Um, th- there's been a lot of positive reception online on Twitter and stuff like that, which I think is really cool for them. Um, mm. And Overall, I think the like the gunplay is like pretty good, but I think there's this weird thing where I, after coming off Doom, and this is not to the game's fault, after coming off um, Neon White, I want to sort of play the game faster than the beat of the song will let me. Interesting, which is funny. That it's and that's like st- they've got to they've got to cater. They can't have it too fast because then it's going to be too much for some people. Kinda, yeah. Like there was a part in the demo where I got a like a song that basically double. Well, like at least a part of the song where the beats were coming through twice as fast as they mm-hmm. were previously, and that was the most fun I had in the game. When when things right. were coming like. Usually it's like doof, 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 doof. But when it was like going like doof, 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 that was when I was like, oh yeah, like I'm in this. I'm like, I'm really feeling it. 
I am mm. like at that point I'm I'm actually firing more shots than what I need because I just want to keep firing to the beat of the song, mm. which is funny. That's um, cool. You also your glory kills and your reload match to the beat as well, which is really fun. Um, and that is a really good touch. Um, and there's additional attacks that you build up meters to as well. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe the songs need to be faster. And I don't know if that's a difficulty option that maybe you can turn on, but I, I want to. Or like maybe, you know, you're you're on the first level, you know, maybe maybe it's just like this to start with. Look, maybe it's not the first level, but like, you know. Yeah, maybe. Everyone. I don't know. I feel like I don't, I don't feel like the game is not going to be a lot of this. Um, right. And I want something a bit more intense. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Hopefully it'll be a bit more high octane when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, was the game that you were thinking of before called BPM Bullets Per Minute? Yes, it was. That is that is the other one I was thinking of. There you go. I think it came out two years ago now. Right. Either right. that or they had gameplay of it two years ago on the internet. Sure. Oh, hang on. Steam will tell me. Came out, yeah, September 2020. Cool. Uh, cool. All right, what's up next? What do we got? We've got Melatonin. Um, another rhythm game, actually, mm. interesting, interestingly enough. Uh, sort of the return of the rhythm game. Uh, and because we spoke about Pistol Whip last week, too. Mm. Uh, Melatonin is a rhythm game. It's not a shooter. It's, it's like... Uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you describe the style? It, it, it's like you're looking at, like, this, this really... This chill dude, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm looking at a, the perfect mix of like a millennial who like lives in Northcote in a share house. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, and and they they they're really going for that vibe, right? Like this this person has dreams at night, and it's about food, and it's about tech, and it's about social media, and it's about like just random shit. Like I don't know, like. <laughs> like all very general things but the way they portray it is quite um lo-fi like pastels and like harkening back to a 90s style like polaroids i saw there in the trailer and stuff like that um what the game is each each dream is a different rhythm level a different rhythm puzzle so the first one you're getting food thrown at you and you get you have to sort of, it trains you to start with for like how to play each level and like what the tells are for the beats that are coming towards you because each tell is quite bespoke to each dream. Yes. Um, and there's five levels in the demo. I only got to three because I got stuck on the hard modes because I, really I really wanted to try them. Um, how did you find this demo, Jeremy? I, I, so have you ever played the game Rhythm Heaven, Gary? I haven't. I'm aware of it. Sam's played it a lot, actually, but I, I, I haven't, no. This is the closest I've played to Rhythm Heaven games since those games are coming out, I think. Um, but I think that there are there are just a, f- a few more mechanics going on. Well, like, not a few more mechanics, but there are, there are multiple types of, like you said, tells in this game. Whereas Rhythm Heaven, I feel like the levels are very, like, this is the tell, you get this right, and then move on to the next one. Mm. Um. I found this game really hard. Uh, I I mm. wasn't really very good at this game at all, and I feel like for the most part I am good at rhythm games. Um, mm. I think this game has a weird thing where it it 
defaulted and I checked and I couldn't see any other options, which was like the button that I'm pressed for the like the rhythm hit was spacebar. Mm. And there's look, this is a me issue, but I've too much travel on my spacebar that I can't quite time when the input gets like gets input into the computer. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it on, on my click because I feel like I was much I would have been much better at that. Yeah. But there was no rebinding, which is annoying. Um, I feel, feel like the style of it is pretty neat. I, I quite like the the pastel colors. Um, I like mm, it's I like very pink. Yeah, it's very pink, very light blue. I I like the I like the setting of it. I don't quite know where it's going. Like, is is it just like he's gonna wake up? Is it just there's gonna be a nightmare and you sort of are mixing and matching tells from different levels? It just seemed mm, a little bit like. Like, hey, this is weird, and that's fine. Um, yeah, but I, I just didn't quite know the direction of where anything was going. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Like it, it's, it's also, it's the art is really cool, and the style is nailed. But I think the, the, I think the trailer just said like twenty different levels. Like each level being an entirely different type of rhythm game in, in a way. Yeah, with like three bespoke tells. There's a lot to yeah. keep your head up to. I honestly think it's to the detriment of the game. You're Amen. like having to relearn it every time. It means you're playing like 20 vignettes. You're playing 20 different types of rhythm game. Um and that's fine, but they they it's not uh it's not a mini game per se. It's a it's a hard timing puzzle that you have to learn. You have to learn it before you can even try to play it because it's everything's so different from the last. Um, you know, I've, I've got a background in music and, you know, it's been a while since I've been actively doing anything like that myself, but, uh, like I really struggled with this for a bit. Like I got to the second level, which is this shopping one mm. and the, it'd be like this music that's going like, and every, every time it gives you a beat over like four beats, it would go like, bup, 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 bup. And then you'd have to go, bup. But, 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 right? You know, a call and response over four bars. And then it speeds up and then you got to do it over a longer period of time. I think part of this was my brain and my body not working as well as I intended to. And like, I would, I would rush and I would slow down and I would get really annoyed at myself. Mm. Um, but then I started futzing with the latency and I couldn't find a happy, I couldn't find it. I, I don't, I, I didn't, it didn't feel good anywhere after a point. Like it didn't feel good early, late in the middle there was always a problem with it. It felt like, well, so I was using a controller and I would recommend using that over the keyboard. Um, it did feel better, but it gave you the rumble feedback, right? And in that one, what I was struggling with was what I was pressing, when I was pressing the button, the rumble feedback would come just a little too late. Right. Just a, just a little, little too late. And so then if I tried to key into the rumble timing, then I'd run late. If I tried to key into uh, something, you know, if I tried to stay in time with the the track that I could hear, then I'd I'd be I'd be lost. I'm just gonna let the cat out. Uh, I didn't feel rumble at all because I was playing keyboard and mouse. So. I opened the door and she just stood there. <laughs> I had to like shove her Fucking out. Fucking cats. <laughs> so yeah, I liked it, but. 
I don't I, I don't think I'd buy this one in the end. Like I think it's got a great style, but I'd kind of just want to like look at a video of what each of the dreams are and then move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I think the people that it's for, though, it's going to really be for them. I hope so. I hope so. Mm. Uh, next up on the list, we have Anger Foot. Yeah, so this is a first-person shooter where you are... So I, I believe you're going through levels. Um, it's <laughs> Okay. It, it, it's a, it's a, a first-person shooter where f- half of the game, you don't actually have a gun in your hand. You are just running up to enemies and pressing the kick button which is this foot just comes out of the middle of the screen and just absolutely demolishes whatever is in front of you um there's like a really dumb story as well where like you are oh this 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 is bad video that i've chosen um where you're like sitting on the couch like with your like partner and you're watching tv and like feeding her popcorn by your foot is like reaching over and grabbing popcorn and like feeding it to her and then you get a call that is like hey i've stolen your like favorite shoe or something and you got to go take out a gang by running through their bases kicking them into the wall until they explode into a bloody mess and then picking up their guns and also shooting them with the various different weapons um it's it's been described as like a hot, like a first person shooter hotline Miami vibe as well as it, if you want to know a gameplay descriptor it's it's like a 3D um post void i think is a good way to describe it as well mm. where you're, you're running through levels pretty quickly you're killing enemies as fast as you can um and it's got a very colorful art style the like every all the all the people are you know green and blues and wearing purple tracksuits and you're running through different colored hallways and stuff there's also like there's like a lot of gore and there's also weird like there's like i think there's turds in in toilets that are pixelated because I couldn't quite tell. <laughs> like what, they're censored. Yeah, yeah, they are censored. I couldn't quite tell. I believe that's what they were. Why um, are they censored? I, I don't know. It, maybe it was some weird guideline with like the Steam Next Fest or something. Um, <laughs> look, I think this game is funny and dumb, and I think the music's pretty good, but I don't think the level design is really all that because there's a lot of dead ends, oh, and that kind of doesn't right. work for this game. You kind of need to always be moving forward. I mm. feel like this game needs like a. Maybe like a minimum rooms you walk through before the end of the level is generated in front of you, because yeah, like a bit more, bit more um at runtime. This game, generated. Yeah. This game needs momentum and it needs flow, and I need to be able to feel like I'm going the right way no matter where I'm really going. I don't feel like the structure of the game, which is there are 16 enemies in this map, and you have to get to the end, and if you defeat 16 enemies, then you get a bonus. I don't feel like that works for it. I feel like this game needs to be like minimum slash maximum time in a level x amount of enemies get to the end fucking yeah. book it use your cards as weapons or like burn your cards for a faster movement time or- yeah yeah right like like <laughs> like hotline miami being you know specific level based works there because you can see through all of the rooms you know what those rooms are yeah, you can tell what planning. Yeah, exactly. This is not about planning. This this game feels like I need to be moving as fast as possible. And part of that is because the style of it and the music of it is like I just want to fucking 
like rock to this game. Yeah, and, and like the aggression of the animations and the actions you're doing. Yeah, right. And I feel like the level design, truthfully, lets it down. Um, Interesting. I came out of this game going, ah, oh, there was so much potential, and I feel like it's it's not quite being, it's it's a little bit wasted there. Why do the doors always explode when you kick? I don't them? know. It didn't happen for me. I don't know what this person's doing. Um, right. Uh, I mean, like they they blow up. Like like the 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 doors explode into wooden bits, but the actual explosions, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, the, the, like each door's a grenade in this. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think the style and the vibe of it is pretty good, but I think I think there was a, I think there's a better game here than what maybe they have. Mm. It looks very well put together in terms of assets. And, yeah, yeah, like, it's fun. Doesn't look too janky. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, the last one on my list is one I haven't played. Um, it's called Zapling Bygone, as in let bygones be bygones. Bygone. Um, this game doesn't need too much more attention on it because it was actually a part of IGN's Rogue Jam, uh, where it won the what the fuck category. <laughs> Um, but it's actually a a metroidvania that's semi-inspired by celeste you play as this uh this alien body that's being exterminated and you're trying to help it survive by um finding different skulls for it to inhabit to give it new uh skills and stuff like that it's it's quite interesting it's got it's got a demo on steam it was part of next fest i didn't see it anywhere um, yeah, in, I don't think I've heard of this game at all. Yeah, I got, so this is one of the... Everything else that we've spoken about today, I think, was did have a trailer at Summer Game Fest in some way. Um, this one I don't think did. It looks really cool, though. The animation style is great. Like, it's this pixelated Celeste style, but everything feels sort of... Um, like, the animation is sort of that uh, generated kind of animating where they're like oh the arm's gonna move a certain point it's like animating by code yeah yeah, um, yeah. and when you do that right it, it can look really cool so it reminds me of um uh, carry yeah. on yeah or yeah that's on. the thing it's kind of carrion meets celeste but it's a rogue no but it's a metroidvania mm. um so yeah i just wanted to bring it up i i was really taken by this game i worked on some of the video coverage for it um, which is why I'm familiar with it, because I looked at this trailer footage and this uh, demo footage for a while, and I really like it. Um, I really like the look of it so far. Um, like, I've probably spent more time looking at this game than I did playing Melatonin and uh, and the uh, Cult of the Lamb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to shout it out. I think it's cool. It's being developed by a really small team. Um, I think it had a Kickstarter. Like they're doing fine for themselves in that regard. Like sure. they're fine, um, but yeah, it's got this personality and this charm and this style that I think is really interesting. You know, like it doesn't it takes a bit to pull me in to be interested in the Metroidvania, but this one I'm I'm kind of keen to see what it's actually like. Did you? Sorry, quick aside. Did you end up playing Metroid Dread? No, not yet. I want to. Um, okay. I did end up looking at footage of working on some footage of that for a while back in December. So I, I wanted to leave it for a bit once I could forget some of the puzzles I'd inadvertently seen. Right. Um, I was glossing over everything then, though. I think I'd be in a good position to do that now. Mm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. That's that's all I had. 
We did it, Jeremy. We did it. That's the podcast, everyone. I think we're going to leave it there. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Jeremy? No, no, that's it. All right. Well, that was your moment, and uh, you blew it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh fuck me, I guess. <laughs> we're going to go, everyone. We're going to wrap this up. It's getting late tonight. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out, everyone who's hung out live and on Twitch, uh, and everyone who has listened to this on YouTube or watch it on YouTube, rather, and listen to this on podcast services after the fact. Thanks so much for being here and for listening. Uh, if you wanted to check this uh, podcast out on our website, you could go to minimap.com.au. You can find all our other episodes there and our ugh, and our other podcasts. I'm, I'm, my, my brain is, like, shutting off before I get... To, i got to hurry <laughs> before it before it's too late. Um, we also are on the socials. We've got the Twitter and we've got the Twitch and the Instagram, and the TikTok, and they are all at MinimapAU. Although I have realized now that Twitch isn't at. That's the only one that isn't an at. Um, that's just ah, twitch.tv slash MinimapAU. They're all at MinimapAU, like in terms of that's where you would go to. Yeah, you would go at them there. Yeah. That's what that means, right? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. If you, you were, if you were to oh. me, uh, mention someone in a Twitch chat, I believe you would write at minimapau. Oh, good so, point. I've got. Yes, you can do that. Yeah. You can add in the Twitch exactly. chat. Exactly. There you go. Uh, Sam is raising their hot chocolate with you yes. raising your yes, wine. Yes, I saw. I, I raised my wine back, back at them. <laughs> uh. If you wanted to support us monetarily, the option is there for you to do that on patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, it's an option for you to do if you would like to. Uh, if you could support the show by giving us a positive rating, if you've got the time, if you've got the inclination, we'd really, really appreciate it. It would help us out a lot. It um, makes a big deal. It, it, Yeah, it does make a big deal. Or And difference. Yeah, I've had wine. <laughs> Uh, we're also on Twitter individually. I'm there at KJ Palmer underscore 24. And Jeremy is also there. Uh, at Obi-Wan-Jez. Jeremy uh, is about to be finalized this week. At, when when Obi-Wan Kenobi is finished in the middle of this week, then Jeremy has to uh, renege his Obi-Wan-Jez uh, Twitter account. I will never, just like they will never recast Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> they also never stop, never stop telling stories, even although they've gone from, they've covered like all of his life now. I know, I know <laughs> his entire life. Watch, watch the episode. Watch the the show get developed where he's like a Padawan. Yeah, he's you're like youngling, youngling Obi Wan. Yeah. That sounds quite dull. Uh, we're gonna go, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, but until then, have a good week. Bye.